0: Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here Since we started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go The answer is my bookie Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us and they'll be good to you they're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit myboogie.ag and use the promo code PANTHER25 when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 you get an extra $50 a play. That's ag promo code PANTHER25. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, it's Matt Harris here with another Panther Ants podcast. Happy Monday to you guys. And we got some pit news. Actually, a bunch of... Some good... Actually, some really good pit, really good pit news. Well, I did see that the baseball team uh, was beating up North Carolina, which was pretty big because North Carolina 11th ranked. But as far as the... Um, we got some commitments. Uh, basketball... Pit landed Ryan Murphy. Murphy. He's a um, a JUCO, number 46 Juco in the nation. And he's a uh, a shooting specialist. And he specializes in shooting threes. So I guess you know, you know, I guess Daryl Moore would love him for if you know for the rockets. As we'll get to that, we'll get to all that in a minute. Um basically Penny's a three-point specialist. They got one here. They had one from the Kevin Stallings class, and he went to go play with his dad, if I remember correctly. But um, we got we get immediate help, and of course, it's not it's not saying that uh, you know Trent McAllen's and Xavier can't shoot threes, but they need a guy who specializes in it, and this guy obviously does. And if we're going by, um, you know. Other standards. I mean, who knows? We may have gotten our John Shire, you know, or or our Christian Leitner, or you know, our um, or you, know, you know, JJ Redick. We may have gotten this guy. You know, you never know. I mean, I mean, if we're going by, I think if we go if we're going by the whole um, ethnicity demographic, you know, the knock the knock on pit is they can't land the white guys. And, you know, Pitts landed their share of white guys over the years. I mean, they landed Aaron Gray and Le, 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 LeVon Kendall. They had the Nasavakis. I mean, Le, Le, Ke, LeVon, obviously, he's Canadian. Uh, Avakas is Russian still. They're Caucasian. Uh, Aaron Gray is uh, was straight Caucasian. I mean, if we're talking American Caucasian, he was, you know, from, I think, Emmanuel's PA, I believe. And of course, there was uh, Ryan Luther, who was who, you know, who j- you know, just transferred not too long ago, and finished up. I think he was finishing up with Sean Miller. Yeah, I think Sean Miller's finishing up too. Well, at least that's what I think. I mean, I know it was probably a, ba- a bad joke, but I'm sure uh, Arizona will still hang with them, ride to them until they die. I mean, you might as well at this point. I think with with the whole Adidas thing going on you might as well just ride these guys and tell it, you know, I mean, it's just a little probation. I mean, they may miss a few tournaments. big deal, lose a few wins, so what? But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I remember, well, of course, they did have, they did pick Devin for Maverick R- Rowan and then uh, his dad got a job with Adidas or Nike or whoever and moved, moved Maverick down to the, uh, Florida away from his girlfriend and everything else because you know, he had a career, career to work, work on but then Maverick went to NC State and you know, pr- you know he pretty much was a three, a three point guy and that was really about it I mean, you didn't hear much from Matt for that but I'm sure he's playing overseas and, or D League or whatever, I'm sure he's making some sort of bank So hopefully it worked out for him. But as far as, you know, I'm uh a. and campus and that could be part of it. Go into a building, and you know your class. may be another building, and then you go there, and then and then you have to walk down the street to another uh, building. I mean, there's no green space. There's really nowhere to hang out. I mean, there was like a there was a little courtyard where people where everybody would smoke cigarettes, and of course mingle with the uh, with the art institute people and the uh, culinary people because you know you, you with Point Park you had all the ballet people, actors, and whoever else. Basically all the artsy people acting interacting with all the artsy people. telling them about their days and whatnot. Cause, you know, that's what pretty much point part with more known for the arts. You know, acting and whatnot. Although, you know, there's some sports media guys that have point part degrees. I mean, Mike DeCorsey has a degree from the sporting news. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure there's several other ones that I'll probably miss. But I mean, of course, Don Kelly, who you know, played for the Pirates I don't know if he played for the Pirates. He might have, I think. He played for the Tigers. I know that much. I think under Jim Leland, and now he's a baseball coach. You got him. He's you know. That's basically from the baseball heydays, to say the least. I mean, I I mean, Jesus, I went from uh, talking about you know. Caucasian basketball players to uh, urban stuff but I'm just trying to say like you know you know Point Park to me is just a, that's what urban is to me it's just no green space you just you go you pay your, your $10 for parking during the day or 12 depending on which lot you get to and you walk to different buildings there's nothing really else to, to Point Park to that other than that I mean during the day I'd pay 10, 12 bucks for parking for my day class. My other option was to uh, park in that three dollar lot right outside the uh, you know, the city, you know, you know if you're going down Second Avenue towards downtown, there's a little there's that big ass lot. I did that one time. And it was the first week of classes because I, could, I couldn't find a space. It was one of the most miserable fucking walks I've ever had in my life. One thing it was hot. And then, on top of that, I had to walk Lord knows how freaking long just to get to my damn class. So, I had to pretty much make some adjustments and adjust my work schedule accordingly. And, of course, you know, as some parking lot tenants get to know you and you tip them, they'll, uh, you know, they'll find you a freaking spot. I mean, one guy, I think I the holidays, I think I slim a 20, I mean, and this is when I was working part-time at like Circuit City, where I was getting, where I wasn't really making a whole lot, I slim a 20 and shit, after that, it didn't matter how fucking full he was, he would find me a damn spot no matter what, I mean, I wouldn't tip my 20 after that, but I would, you know, I would give him a little something, you know, what, five bucks. You know, so and then of course they get to know you and shit like that. So you know if they like you, they'll they'll help you out. I think one of the most miserable times I've ever had was probably yeah, it was actually nine eleven, and that was in my senior year where um, I woke up, I think hungover, and I was late this class, and of course I I, I turned on the Tony, Tony Bruno show and. And, um, of course I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to hear Tony talk and of course it's uh it sounded like something out of a movie I guess you can say you know bull transfer being bombed and you know, you're wondering to yourself it's like am I, am I in a, is this is a dream way a well it's still a movie right now and it, it wasn't and of course me I kept going I kept going in the down, in the downtown rather than just turning around because I was trying to process everything and yeah, that was that ride home was bad because downtown was just a disaster. And I think for me to just, just to even get home, I couldn't take 2nd Avenue because it was backed up like hell. I had to pretty much shoot through the Liberty Tunnels and then I had to drive all the way 51 back to Lincoln Place. Cause that's where I lived at that point, was in Lincoln Place, which is you know, at one point it was West Mifflin, but somehow it got annexed into the city and I, I think it was I think what it was was it was part of West Mifflin they went they really didn't feel like dealing with Lincoln Place anymore and they just gave it to the city I think it's I think it's how I think that's how it became you know, the, you know part of the city because if you go to Lincoln Place you know I used to brag about living in the city and people would say you will live in the city you live in the glorified suburbs stop bragging about being a city kid And, you you know, they're right. I mean, Lincoln Place was more of a freaking suburb than anything else. But anyways, let's get back on topic right now. So pick up their three guy. Pitt football lands um, a 2019 commit, actually. He committed to Georgia by the name of Paris Brown Jr. He was a three-star running back, committed to Georgia, has a whole nice sheet of offers, oh and by the way Ryan Murphy the guy we just landed from basketball has some nice offers too he even had an offer for some, he even had an offer from TCU so you know you know, he's got to be good I mean if we beat Jamie Dixon for a recruit although Lord knows how, how actively they were recruiting him at all if anything else because at the same time Jamie landed a guy from UT Arlington I think he was a grad transfer if anything else but Paris Brown Jr. has a um had nice stat sheet of, uh, you know, offers, and so, uh, I, you know, I was going to say, you know, I think we found our answer running back, but I forget we have some other talented backs on that roster, but I'm happy with him more the merrier, because, hey, you know, we love running backs, and I'm sure if he sees, you know, what we've done with our running backs when we had two 1,000-yard rushers, Quadro got drafted, and then, of course, you got James Conner. He's in the, you know, he almost ran for 1,000 yards for the Steelers. Injuries hurt him a little bit. So you you got James Conner. Lashawn McCoy's still there, and he's got, you know, over 10,000 yards rushing. Life is good. And, of course, there's Dion Lewis, who just signed a 20-something uh, 20 20 something, $20 something million dollar deal. You know, what i me actually about, you know, getting on the interstate is that um, I'm sitting sort of trying to merge. This dude is, like, going slow in the merge lane. Then, of course, I go around him, and he decides he wants to, you know, get, get off. If he would just, you know, fucking signal, I would know to go back past him, or I would just let him through. Uh, you know I don't know why we have turn signals anymore because nobody ever fucking uses them anymore maybe in this maybe in Pittsburgh you guys do or somewhere else I don't know wherever you guys are calling from or listening from or from our country I guess they're just I guess the turn signals are just played out and they're just overrated you know just wait till computers start controlling us or it's going to get even worse. That'd be kind of cool, actually. You know, if you have like you know, computer-controlled cars, or, or cars controlled by robotic drivers. Can you imagine like a um, like a road rage type of scenario with, with, the, with the robots? I mean, it'd be kind of cool if it was like battle, some sort of battle bot type things, where like you know they just like come out and they hit each other, and they come out of their cars, and they just start pulling out their phasers and they start shooting each other. Or you know they pull out the uh, the chainsaw hand and they start sawing each other. That'd be awesome. But anyways, guys, I hope you have a, had a good weekend. I hope you had a great Mother's Day weekend and you got you know your mother's mother some good good stuff, good presents. Um, you know, for my mom, given that she has grandkids, for me, I always try to get my kids to make them a card, whether well, it's my mom or my dad, because. When you have grandkids, or, you know, when they have grandkids, and when you have kids, those uh, homemade uh, cards, they go a long freaking way. It does, you know, it's, it's not the monetary thing. It's the fact that your kids made them a nice, beautiful card, and they think it's how, how cute it is, and they cry, and... Oh, so beautiful. Little Billy made me a card. And, you know, it, it may you know, maybe... Us growing up as kids and like teenagers, we think that that stuff is stupid, but it's great. I mean, because you know what, they don't care about you you know, but you know, they don't care if you buy them anything. They just want they just want cards from the kids. I mean, it's such a such a cheap gift, but then of course you have a significant other with kids. You gotta do something. That you got, obviously you make the cards still, but of course you gotta add something in there as well. Whether it's a you know a trip to the spa or. Or uh, you know nail salon or Starbucks, or you know you can go to SeatGeek. If you use the promo code um, ACAA, you get twenty bucks off your first purchase. See, there you go. I threw in a uh, I, I threw in a live reef for Seekik in, in the middle of a Mother's Day thing. I'm gonna go to hell. But uh. Hey, life's an event. Go to SeatGeek right now and use the promo code ACAA, and you get twenty bucks off your off, off your first purchase. That's two beers or or hot dog for a price of one. So there you go. So you know if you got a concert coming up or you want pirate tickets, pirates are twenty and seventeen. And for some reason, people in my timeline are bitching about run differential because you know, well, you know it's great they're twenty. And, I don't care if that they're twenty and seventeen, but that run differential, you know, pisses me off. Be, you know, be thankful that they they're three games over five hundred right now. Is all i can say. Just be, just be happy, enjoy it. You know, I understand that it's. I understand that it's you know as a part you know as a Pirates fan you know. I don't know if it's really in the cards for a Pirates fan to be miserable. Is it? I mean, if anything, you love baseball, and sure you get frustrated. But there's some people that are just downright missable Hey, you know, whatever. You know, I'm sure if the Pirates win the wild card, they would get offended too. Well, they won the wild card, but you know, if they went through more in their team, they would be, it would be um, division champs, which is probably the truth. But you know what? They're the Pirates. This is what they do. Whatever. Just sit back and enjoy it. And, yeah, pitch, I mean, yeah, the Pirates should, should have probably struck um, when they had the chance, when they had that really good season, but they didn't. I, I don't understand it either because, I mean, that's what the Astros did. I mean, their World Series year, they um, they needed pitching, and they went and got Verlander. I mean, they gave up some supposedly some good prospects to get him. But they had, you know, but their window was was very short because the Red Sox were coming back up. So were the Yankees. Their window was going kind to of slam real sh- shut, real quick, and they struck what was gold. And without that move they made for Verlander, they wouldn't have, you know, have won the World Series. And of course, of course, there was Charlie Morton in Game Seven against the Yankees. And Charlie, I mean, he had a freaking—I don't know what it was—but he just had his confidence went through the roof in that playoffs. And, of course, it landed him a nice deal with the devil, devil Rays. So, the guy gets to live on easy street for the rest of his career. I mean, he's in his mid-30s, but he lands a nice big-ass contract. That's because the Astros pitching is, their philosophy is a little different. But uh, as far as my Mother's Day weekend went, I mean, I'm not a mom, so... But it's, you know... I was off Friday because we had a we had, we had nasty rain all last week in Houston of course we had some flooding like we always do and it rained so bad Thursday that um when my window still started leaking and of course you know the drywall whatever was falling off of it I mean I temporarily sealed it but I have to, you know for for now you know I have to probably get um, maintenance come look at it. But uh, it was hilarious because we worked from home that day. And we had we had no choice because the internet and uh, the internet was down at, at our job. And of course, we outsourced to, in, to India, so of course, Lord knows uh, who fixed that. <coughs> if anything, they probably sent some some poor soul from Help Desk to go look at the switch. That's what happens when you outsource your server and your network people. The people that suffer the most are your desktop and help desk people because they get at more shit out of their fucking duties. And there's that. Alright, so let's go to some other fun stuff. The NBA playoffs happened. And we're now in the uh, semifinals for the Eastern and what, the East and the West. Uh, the Houston Rockets, you know. Obviously, Rockets fans gotta realize that this, it just is what it is with this with this team. They're gonna during the regular season they're gonna compete with any team on any given night, and they may win. But they're just not built for the playoffs. They, I mean, playoffs is big boy basketball, and the the Warriors are big boys, and the Rockets just aren't. That's just plain and simple. I mean, when you go freaking passive-aggressive in game fucking five, which is what James Harden did for whatever reason, you can't afford to lose those games. I mean, they pissed away games one and five. Game one, they pissed away because they spent too much time bitching about the refs. Then they, you know, game, you know, game two, obviously, they weren't winning for whatever reason. They... they Obviously, they were still butthurt over the freaking, you know, game one. Game two, game three and four, they came back home and sucked it up and won those two. They had all the momentum. And plus, Kevin Durant got hurt. In game five. Because, you know, game five, they pissed that one away, too. Game five, they went passive-aggressive late. James Harden obviously had no shots in the final eight minutes, which makes no fucking sense. And my guess is supposedly with the ISO thing that they do, they pretty much were able to key in on him and basically take away his shots We had to rely on his other teammates who choked, obviously. And then game six, they're without Kevin Durant. And here's the thing. People act like the Warriors were fucking handicapped without Kevin Durant. When the Warriors won a title without Durant And they went to an, another finals without him They blew a 3-1 lead They would have had a second title if that, um, if that, you know If that series wasn't badly Officiated the way it was you know, The swing in LeBron's favor And that's why they went and recruited Kevin Durant It wasn't because they were bitching Because they lost to him It's because they know that uh, no matter what They're going to take LeBron's side You know Always take LeBron's side, so why not go get our superstar and shut him up? Which is that's pretty much what they did in you know, in those final two series with the Cavaliers. Well, of course, Kyrie was hurt the one series, you know, towards the end. And then Kyrie was gone somehow, the Cavs made it because the whole Eastern Conference is horrible, and you know, they could win a single game, they could, they almost won game one. But uh, LeBron has some teammates that are not very bright and they had a brain for it and That's what happened. So the Warriors are, are in the are there. Um, Portland, I was surprised. But uh, at the same time not surprised, because Denver obviously isn't is, you know is not too experienced and of course their entire offense runs through uh, you know Nikolai Jokic and of course they went cool towards the end I mean they missed a whole bunch of three pointers w- I mean they, they were up they hit a nice lead but then they started missing from three points I think they I think they missed like 16 straight three pointers and then they missed 10 free throws and if they would at least convert half of those free throws maybe it's a little different but they got cold at the end and that's what happened they just ran out of gas, and of course, now we get CJ and Dame versus uh, the Warriors. Obviously, with Yusuf out for Portland, that kind of hurts because he was a big anchor. Uh, the Blazers, their key is if you look at a lot of the wins that the, um, the Warriors had, they have big games from uh, Katie and Steph. So basically, Portland's got to shut those two down in order to have a chance in this, in this series at all but they're going to need fucking they're going to need Dame and CJ to have big games and because you can't afford to have Dame have a horrible, horrible horrible game like it did in game 7 and still be in it because your options after after Dame and CJ are very little I mean there's Evan Turner I mean there's Aminu who hasn't really been himself and there's a, there's Cantor of course who's been playing pretty well but I mean they're they're, they're pretty limited of course they got. Of course they got the, the, the two other guys, Myers, Leonard, and the other guy. I'm not sure. I forget who. They got them, but uh, you know, Katie's probably out for game one, probably. And once he gets back, he'll be fine. But there's. I was reading. Supposed that Boogie Cousins may come back, and if he does, yeah, it's even more. It's gonna be even more bad. But he wasn't really fully 100 percent when he came back from the beginning, from the get-go. So. There's maybe some time lapse there. And on the other side of it, the Eastern Conference, we got the Bucks and the, the Raptors. The Bucks disposed of uh, Kyrie Irving and the Celtics in five games. Basically the Celtics were forgot to, to click on all the cylinders to win that and it just wasn't gonna happen. And plus Kyrie, you know, got 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 became a became a moody little bitch towards towards the end of the series. And, you know, he's out. I'm not sure where he goes. I guess maybe he goes maybe he goes to the Lakers with, Le- with LeBron. If I am Kyrie, I probably I, I would go with the Bucks because they, they need they need help with point guard. Or if I was Kawhi, I would go there. Because you know that Because that team is, you know what Gi Giannis? That team around Giannis, I mean the, I mean obviously there's no superstars. But they got a lot of size, they're not, they're not really slouches. So I'm curious how this ends up. I know the Bucs pretty much have gotten the best of Toronto during the regular season. But, uh, you know, the Sixers, they had a hell of a series. But, I mean, a lot of things didn't work in their favor. I mean, for one thing, Joel Embiid was, was sick for most of it. You know, whether it was throwing up or pooping himself. I mean, you know, they lost, they, they lost some games because of it because of him being sick. I mean, they they had to lose, you know, drop some games. And then game six, obviously, came back, and he was with a vengeance. He came with a vengeance. I mean, people questioned, you know, what he's doing. Game six, he came in and kicked ass, and game seven, he just wore out towards the end. But they came back, they tied it. It's just the Kawhi he put up a hell of a shot, I mean, it was, I mean, it was well defended, the whole, the whole, that whole uh, sequence was well defended, there's not much else you can do, Kawhi puts up the shot, I mean, it's off balance, it hits the part of the rim, and it just bounced in, I mean, it's, it was, I mean, that loss is obviously going to sting the Sixers, I don't think they need to fire their coach over. I mean, because people are saying, "Well, they may, you know, this might be the end of Brett Brown." That you know, that's not, you know, that's not on him. I mean, they, I mean, the the Raptors aren't new slouches either. I mean, they went to the seven games. I mean, they almost, if it wasn't for one bad shot that somehow falls in, and if wasn't if Embiid's healthy, they probably win that series. But, you know, with the Bucs, I mean, the Bucks and Raptors, I'm curious how this ends up. I mean, I, I like the Bucks' chances, but the Raptors just had a tough series. I mean, Philly's- Philly was a really good team. I mean, and, uh, you know, Philly made moves to go for a championship. And I thought, you know, that's how it was going to go with this, was, you know, the series was going to go through Philly because they land Jimmy Butler, who's really good, and they got Tobias Harris, who's really good. And, of course, you had Embiid. I mean, Ben Simmons, the guy can't shoot threes. I mean, he's just, you know... I guess you can say he's more of like an old school point guard. But if you uh, let him distribute the ball and... Just let him drive in, I mean, it's not it's not too bad. So I'm not, I'm not sure where they go, you know, where the Sixers go from there. But I don't think they need to break up. I mean... The Rockets, you know, trade for Chris Paul, and they, they gave up. I mean, shoot, they gave up Pat Beverly and Montrez Harrell, Oh um, man, Harris turned out to be a really good, really good addition to them. And, to, and of course, they gave him some draft picks. And the Clippers, despite you know getting getting Tobias Harris, they they went to the playoffs, and they have a, they have a really good core coming back, and they're gonna be really good. But, I mean, I think in the case of uh, the Rockets, I think you still make that, that Chris Paul trade 10 times out of 10 because they um, it's they had the Warriors on the brink last year. It just, Chris Paul got hurt, and nobody knew how to function. This year was a little different. Chris Paul is, you know, not the Chris Paul of last year, and he's just, he's more of a show of his, his former self. And, if anything, if he may be breaking down. I don't know, guys. I just don't know. But anyway, some random tidbits. Uh, the XFL... got a nice TV deal with Fox and ESPN. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what. The XFL pretty much has succeeded where... Um, the AF has failed. For one thing, the XFL... They did the smart thing. They... They put teams in major cities. Whereas the AAF didn't do any of that. I mean... For God's sakes, they... They put a team in Birmingham. And I guess you can say they... They try to put teams in towns that like, you know, have like... They have more of a college presence. And they wanted to put them there. But, uh... It just didn't work out. Whereas the XFL, they put their, they're putting teams in major cities, and it helps their TV deal a whole lot because then you know it makes it attractive to you know ESPN and of course Fox. Because hey, you know they're putting them in the right TV markets, and it works out. And I think the AF also had the you know had the you know pay, I think pay for their uh, <laughs> pay be put on. TV on TV, I think supposedly. <laughs> At least that's a rumor I heard, I don't know. But we didn't hear much from the AF. I mean, because they were it wasn't really advertised and I thought it was a initially thought it was a good idea because you know it made people it's, it paid people's interest all of a sudden. But it backfired because it was on, you know because a lot of their games They had one main game on the US station, which was like CBS, but then they were nowhere else to be found. I mean, you had to go to streaming services to actually watch the games and half the streaming services you had to freaking pay for. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Screw that. But, um, yeah, there's that. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs has resumed. As we, as we got the um, Hurricanes and Bruins, and the Sharks and the Blues. Uh, I, mean, I was reading over some of it. I didn't get I, I didn't get a chance to read over the Bruins, Bruins and Hurricanes, but it looks like the Sharks and Blues could possibly go to seven games. the uh, The Blues lost Game One six to three, and I watched. The, I, you know, I watched the, 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 the condensed. Video of that on YouTube in you know, the twenty, you know, the twenty-minute you know that they like to do. I think what I think what the problem with the Blues in, the, in that game was they they practically spotted the Sharks three goals with some really bad with some really bad plays, bad passes and bad decisions, and that's really why San Jose won that game as convincingly as they did. Is the Blues practically spotted them three goals, and you just can't do that in the playoffs. They just, you know, I'm sure the Blues will clean it up in game two and it'll be a little, the game will be a little bit different. But uh, yeah, this is, these are our, these are our teams and, you know, Joe Thornton is still in the league and, which I found going be crazy because um, I was just graduating high school when Joe Thornton got drafted was drafted on like June 21st, 1997, I think I was probably having my graduation party at that time, so I'm 39 years old now, and I think Joe Thornton's probably around that age as well, and hey, I mean, I'll hand it to him, he's still playing, if he can still do it, still do it. And I'm sure, uh, you know, the same with Yammer Yager. I mean, Yager played as long as he could. I think Ray, so instead of Ray Borg, and Ray Borg eventually retired, I remember, after he got his cup. But the crazy part about it is Ray Borg still could have played. <laughs> even after, even, even though he retired, he still could have played. He had a lot left in him still. And I guess when you're surrounded by Joe Sackick and a whole bunch of other really good, really good players on that, that the. That the Avalanche had, you know, he, he still could have done it. But uh, yeah, Joe's chasing his cup still, and hopefully he gets it. Obviously, he doesn't have the payments to face, so he doesn't worry about that too much. But he has to get past the Blues, and then I'm not sure who. uh Obviously, you know, I'm sure it's probably the Bruins end up uh, going to the finals. I'm sure Aintcha would love that having the original six team in there. Anyways, I'm running out of gas. Well, literally. Enjoy. Your I'm sure we'll talk later this week. How up pit.